Thank you for joining us. This is Happiness, a Skeptic's Guide with Chartered Psychologist and author Dr. Gary Wood and professional skeptic and self-help abuser Paul Flower. In short bursts, we blow the froth off popular psychology to sift the science from the snake oil to find the things that could actually make you happier. What more can I say? On with the pursuit of happiness in all its forms. On today's episode, we are discussing happiness versus meaning, which gives me the ideal opportunity to ask my guest, Dr. Gary Wood, what does it all mean? Oh, it's very nice that I've meaningfully been relegated to guest as opposed to co-host. Yeah, I know that. I thought that was yeah, what I was yeah, saying. Yes, it. yes. It's, it's, a, it's a bit like the Facebook group where I'm only editor. So, yes. Think I'm, yourself uh, lucky. I'm spotting a bit of, uh, was it, I don't know, is it megalomania or monomania? Uh, psychomania, probably. Okay, then. So, what? sorry, what was the question again? What does it all mean? Well, we've already covered the idea that ha- happiness can be the pleasurable life or it can be the meaningful life or a combination of two. When I was thinking of doing this, I was thinking about the idea of two doors. Uh, and would you walk through the happiness door or would you walk through the meaningful door? Which would it be? Um, yeah. Sorry, you are got, paying attention, uh, aren't you? No, I've got some building noise out in the background. That's what I was kind of slightly worried about, whether that's going to uh, feed through or not. Um, so the doors, I think, you know, potentially uh, I'd walk through the Jim Morrison door, but failing that, I'd be going for the happiness door. And I think uh, you'd be going through the other door and perhaps never the twain shall meet. Yeah, I, I think it's probably not as easy as it seems. Like if if I had a choice and the doors were marked happiness and meaning and there was kind of a little bracket that says meaningful life and pleasurable life, I'd have to go for the door that's about meaning. So there is a, there is an added complication because in your book, The uh, Psychology of Wellbeing, you do, you do mention a third potential door, which is the... Uh, the pleasant door, as it were. So you have pleasant, uh, good or meaningful. Yeah, so you could have the good life, you could have the pleasant life, you could have the meaningful life. Uh, this is due to psychologists really trying to complicate it. If I can give an as as you've mentioned the book, thank you very much for that. I was thinking about the whole process of writing because I wrote it during a pandemic, which was not the happiest time to write a book. So can I say, am I happy I finished it? Yes. Can I say it added meaning to my life? Yes. Was it a happy process? No, definitely not. Some aspects of it are probably, I I would probably say there were a few points that I could describe as the lowest points of my life, let alone writing a book. Am I totally happy with the results? No, because you never finish a book, you abandon it. Will I put myself through it all again? Absolutely. Will it be a totally happy process next time? Probably not. But while you're writing that book, you, you are giving your life some meaning, I guess. You yes. Know, there, your life has a meaning, and that meaning at that moment in time, amongst other things, getting on with life and whatever else, is to complete this book to the best of your ability. Yes, given the circumstances, given what, yeah, all other factors. So a meaningful life, in a sense, because I'm, I'm keen to kind of work out what the definition is, is, is having a purpose in life, belonging to, to something greater than oneself, which kind of sounds religious when I say it. Yeah, I, I think you, it's easy to see how you know, a meaning in life equates with religion. But there are lots of people who've, who find, I think it's about finding meaning in your life. So when you look back, you can say, yes, 
you know, that was a meaningful experience. I made a difference. I made a contribution. I learned something there. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that, you know, you've discovered the meaning of life. That tends to be quite a, yeah, I think that goal is probably a little bit too great for one life or maybe I would certainly for one episode of a podcast yeah without doubt I mean you know we're only gonna be able to scratch the surface you know we did mention kind of happy or meaningful last time and this this is aiming to dig a little bit deeper into that uh, and as you, as you said you can have a meaningful existence and have a purpose and be striving towards an end goal uh, but that may not necessarily make you happy at the time but perhaps when you reach that goal you'll be happy yeah, even then you might not. Uh, like I say, am I happy with the results? No, it could have. It's things could have been better. Am I happy I finished it? Yes. So I think sometimes the, the psychology is often simplified, and it's quite a nuanced process. Is that mm-hmm. we're never totally happy, and there's never total satisfaction. What when I was preparing for this, I thought about there's a satisfaction with life scale. And it's by a famous psychologist called Ed Dina, and he's referred to as Doctor Happiness. And it's not all. It, it's it's, <laughs> I it's that not. Was you. No, well, could be. I'm Doctor Happiness in waiting. Hopefully, when, hopefully, when the present one dies, you'll step into his shoes. Yeah. Well, he has got a son called Robert. Robert Biswas Dina, who is an amazing guy. He's described as the Indiana Jones of life coaches. Wow. Uh, so uh, so he probably will fit, fit the shoes far better than I will. Right. There are just five questions in here. This gives you an idea about the satisfaction in life and how it hints on happiness and how it hints on meaning. So on a scale of one to seven, with one being totally disagree and seven being agree, in most ways, my life is close to ideal. Oh, you're asking me to answer these questions. Well, yeah, we would. Well, well. I did run through this quiz, but yeah, let, let's go with well, four, uh, one to seven. Seeing as you've turned up, it would be helpful, yes. Uh, a four, the yeah. conditions of my life are excellent. Wow, the conditions. What does that kind of refer to? You know, all con- exterior conditions, the, Anything, the external yeah. life. Um, uh, yeah, four. So far I have gotten, oh, I am satisfied with my life. Five. Oh, so a bit better there. So I feel like Larry Grayson on the Generation Game. You you look a bit like him. (laughs) Yeah, I do, actually. I've got (laughs) the string on my glasses. That's a joke for the youngsters, yeah. My hero, by the way. So far, I have gotten the thick gotten. I have gotten the the most important things I want from life. Yeah, five. If I could live my life over, I would change almost nothing. Oh, now you see, I'd, when I did this question originally, I thought this is the the most difficult question because if I could live my life over, I would change loads of stuff. I mean, not the fundamental things like meeting your life partner, having children, you know, buying houses, all that kind of stuff. But but there's things about career and kind of the path that you take that you know I would change loads of that stuff. I'm not dissatisfied with the way it went, but you know, you know, I would definitely change stuff. So three on that. And it's interesting that there's a difference between being satisfied with something and having regrets. Yeah. So what you're saying is there are pretty much no regrets, but there could be tweaks. Absolutely. You know, there's things that that I'm interested in now 
that I think, okay, if I'd known about this thing when I was 20, let's say, which is a very long time ago, uh, when I'd known about this thing if I was 20, this is what I would have, have gone into and tried to do something with because I find it really interesting. But I didn't even know about the, that particular thing, let's say, till I was, you know, in my late 40s. So, you know, it's you, tricky. This is it? sounding a bit ominous. What what is that thing? No, it's, it's actually behavioural psychology. I'm really interested in, in how people behave. And, um, you know, that's part of the, the reason for doing this to a certain extent, you know, is to right. understand the behavioural uh, patterns of people, which I find absolutely fascinating. So I think what we've got here is this, I think we've started to uncover how nuanced, the, I keep saying nuanced, and I have to think of another word, how variegated the whole process is. <laughs> And how sometimes contradictory it is. Yeah. So trying to trying to get us all to say, are we happy? Is it a meaningful life? Is a little bit of a well, it is a total academic exercise. So what was my score then? I mean, when I first did this, I got twenty three, uh, which which brought me out as slightly satisfied, which <laughs> which made me feel like yes, you are slightly smug, you know, with I was, your life. Oh, you, you I was just gonna. We work that in there so uh, but so how do you feel about being slightly satisfied with your life I, I think it absolutely describes me within a few questions to within an inch of my life that is probably where I where I would have put myself before it had I known uh, what the outcomes were going to you know what the outcomes were to choose from you know dissatisfied moderately satisfied slightly satisfied extremely satisfied or whatever they were um, but it, it is a good test to take I think if um, if you're interested in that kind of thing but the other one you sent the uh, the VIA one is it first of all let's just say if people want to do the uh, satisfaction with life scale it's on Ed Dina's website that's Ed Dina spelled E-D D-I-E-N-E-R.com. He's a fantastic uh, psychologist and author. And all of the tests he gives are, are free to use as well. You just have to credit him. So if you mention them in books as well, you get to... He's uh, very generous. And it's very thought-provoking. Anyway, the other one I sent you. We will put links to these on uh, Twitter and on Facebook, of which you are an editor, um, and sort that out at some point. Yeah, I had noticed, yes. When the, when the episode is published to uh, whichever podcast uh, provider you prefer. Well, I might hold it ransom until I become an administrator. <laughs> Oh, look at that silence. You can see you can see a man who likes to cling on to power. Absolutely not. You're welcome to all of it. If you you do everything and I do nothing, I'd be very happy with that. So yeah, this I'm is the the Institute of Character survey um uh with I think it's at VIA, is it? Yeah, it's called the VIA. It's Values in Action Character Strengths. And the website is viacharacter.org, viacharacter.org. Now, this one is much more in-depth, although it does ask the same questions in a different way a couple of times, which is, you know, a common thing in surveys. This one is is, is far more, far, many more questions, and, uh, and, and you get a report at the end of it. So, obviously, I enjoyed that. Yep, we all have a report. There are 80-odd questions, and the reason, as you point out, is because they, they will ask a question, a similar question, in a slightly different way. And it's for what was called construct validity. So when you look at magazines, you can see all oh, that pretty much, you, you see a quiz, you say, yeah, that pretty much looks as though it's measuring what it purports to measure. That's face validity. In psychology, we need to make sure, so there are lots of checks done, 
to make sure that we're actually measuring the construct with claiming to measure. So anyway, that's all just thrown. That's the science bit. Yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. Anyway, the the theory behind this, uh, it's based on Martin Seligman, and I think it was Christopher Peterson's book, or it might just be Martin Seligman, called Authentic Happiness. And the idea is if we can find out what our values are and we can set goals to meet those values, then we will be more happy and our life will become more meaningful as well. Okay. And that's where the happiness and the meaning crossover. So I say you get a report. It's called a VIA Character Strengths Profile, and it gives you your top 24 attributes. Well, 24, I don't know why it's 24, well, but uh, yeah. in order, I guess, of the the, yeah. the way they come out of the survey, what, what your most important attribute is. The, the researchers identified 24 main character attributes. So your report will be 10 the top 10 of those 24, and those are the ones that we would work with. It's not saying you haven't got the other qualities. It's just saying the questionnaire has forced out these as being more important than others to you. I get it. So what was your top one, by the way? Uh, My top one was honesty. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Did did you tell the truth on this questionnaire? Yeah, very good. Yes, it is. uh, I have courage. I am honest. I speak the truth. Well, my funny enough, mine was kindness. Never, yes, never so in the it, world it, of I, God. I, yes, so deliberately <laughs> did I interject that slight. I think we've just totally undermined this whole survey. I've, I've done this questionnaire, this this survey, a number of times over the years, and what I find out is that you always end up with a top twelve values, uh-huh. uh, and they kind of alternate. So the first time I did it, I forget what was top. Some probably love of learning or curiosity and you certainly have that and i would definitely say that that's one of your main characteristics because you know i've never known anybody to kind of love a certificate more than you and to kind of oh gotta love a certificate get involved in the whole learning process and yes what can i learn this week there is no one but you're equal in that i don't think well well thank you very much well first of all i have my 25 meters swimming badge uh <laughs> that's where framed. it all started well, I, no, I got that when I was 37. I thought you have to sew that onto your speedos. Well, well, yes, but don't sew it. Don't sew it over the S. <laughs> right. So to, oh, yeah, I should tell you that I've set myself a goal. I didn't know I was going to do it. I am trying to do the the massive open online courses referred to as MOOCs. I started doing those in April. Uh, just. Because I found I was struggling to get back into reading. Uh, well, there, there are hundreds of them, but okay. I've set myself now a goal to do fifty-two in a year. Wow! So coming back to the character strengths profile, this you know you do this survey in order to kind of find out what your your main characteristics or your main strengths in character are, and then if you work to kind of maximise those top twelve, let's say, that kind of helps you have a, a, a more meaningful and happy life. I'm thinking you previously would have been gaming this because if you've seen the questions dozens of times before, you'll kind of know how to tweak your answer in a, in a way to get the, the right results, I suppose. Well, uh, yes, but it depends who, you, who you're who lying to. 
Are you lying to yourself? Yeah. And there's no point. So the thing is, is what you, if, you, if you're honest in the questionnaire... Which, of course, I am. W- of course you are. You're number one. Indeed. O- honest person. What am I? I? Where's my... Oh, my honesty's at five. It means, you know, I've got standards, but, you know, I'll let it slip. <laughs> so if I was to ask you, what's your top five? Honesty, judgment, humility, kindness, and fairness. So if you were to pick one of those and you were to set a goal this week, which one Mm. would you pick and what goal would you set? Small goal. Probably pick fairness. I think, you know, I can be quick to judge. And as judgment is my number two characteristic, you know, that probably kind of gives me that as well. I feel like I'm a good judge of character. However, I think because you're quick to judge, it sometimes, you know, you sometimes judge people too quickly and unfairly. And that's because of the biases that we all have. And that doesn't feel right. And I think I should give people a little, little bit more time. And so, that's, that's my goal to kind of be fairer to people. So at the end of the day, how would you know that you'd been fairer? How would you measure that? I think um, in my own mind, I would know whether I sort of judged anybody particularly harshly, particularly quickly. It, it is a difficult question to know how I would kind of uh, monitor that to make sure that I'd done it. But I think I would know in my own mind whether I had, had sort of been fair to people um, on that okay. basis. Because I think at the moment, you know, I'd probably judge myself as fairly unfair. You know, if I'm seeing somebody without a mask in a supermarket, I'm more likely to go and want to punch them out than uh, ask them if they have particular oh. health problems. Right then. So, an easy way to measure it would be use a scale. So at the end of each day, so you've had your work day or whatever, so sit down and say, okay, on a scale of one to whatever, one to ten, one to seven, how fair have I been today? And you would just do that for that monitoring process, say for a couple of weeks, three weeks, a month. And then you might ask yourself, okay, what could I do tomorrow to make sure that I meet this value of fairness. So it's a constant little experiment, only has to be small things. So we're not saying, you know, you've changed laws or something. It's just the fact that you've done something small that demonstrates that idea of fairness. And and that, in a sense, already gives you a purpose for that week. You know, you're something that you're working on. Yeah. And have you, did you put, did, was bravery or courage in there? I'll go back to it. Um, bravery number eight. So if you were to do something brave this week that maybe you've been putting off or what would it be? I know you've put me on the spot. Um, I have absolutely no clue. So this is coming out in the edit. <laughs> well, no, it's not. No, it's Well, the, the lip smack and the gappies, but maybe the rest of it will stay. Uh, but, but pretty much, I mean, this is what happens in a coaching process is I will ask these questions and sometimes there are silences. But what it means is it's just, it's thinking, oh, so it's a question you need to process and you need to think about. So maybe that's your task this week to actually think about what would I do to set to meet that bravery? And you sure. can do that with any of them. Uh, you you might not have an immediate response. Meaning sometimes takes a bit longer. Of course. I mean, you think you, meaning must be something that, that you follow lifelong almost, you know. It, but when I think about meaningful life, you know, I would think about doing good and, and being important or, you know, that kind of thing and something being important, doing good or doing important things, which to, in a sense makes me feel like it's more like work almost, which is not really the aim of it. 
Yeah, well, if I put one in my, it always comes in my top 10, is appreciation of beauty. So you might just set a goal. I mean, how do I set a goal to appreciate beauty this week? And Mm. that might be you go out for a walk and say, oh, look, there's a lovely tree once a day, being a bit flippant. But it might be a bit more meaningful than that. But just to, that's as simple as it could be. It's to take time to consider what you see around you, isn't it? I think more than anything else. That's it. If it's humour... Your goal might be something simple as, okay, I'm going to listen to one episode of a sitcom every day for a fortnight. That could be your goal. So the goals don't have to be uh, – I think that's the problem with goals. We often uh, attach them to what we see as meaningful productivity, and productivity is not necessarily the point. It, your goal might be just to – this week, like I said, to wander around the park and to come home and listen to a, a podcast, watch something on TV, that might be your goal. Sure. That still gives your life meaning and that still probably makes you happy. But it's not productive. No, it, but need not be. Um, I think um, no, it's as good a place as any to finish. Um, but I will wrap up with by telling you what uh, – there was a question within the uh, Institute of Character Survey which uh, – which you were asked to describe on a scale, and it was, would people describe me as full of zest? And um, oh. <laughs> nah. can I just say that not only would I not want to be described as being full of zest, I don't want to be friends with anyone who would describe me as being full of zest either. It's a bit like on dating sites, isn't it? You know, anyone's full of zest or, or bubbly, move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that- Ending on a very cynical note, ending on a positive note, find out what your values are, set small goals so you can definitely say, yes, I'm meeting those values, and do it every day. Do it for a period of, a, I don't know, two weeks, a month, and then review. And that's it. Brilliant. I would say enjoy it. That's that's the main thing. Find, yes, totally. Find it out. It doesn't take that long. Even though it is 80 questions, it doesn't really take any time at all. It's just a few clicks. Um, do it. You're not selling it. Do it. Get on with it. And, let, and let's see what the reactions are. And if you want to kind of contribute and uh, tell us how you're getting on, we are on Twitter at Skeptics Guide. And you will find that us also online at skeptics.guide, as well as being on Facebook, of which you're the editor. Soon to be administrator. Thanks for joining us. This was and is Happiness, a Skeptic's Guide with Paul Flower and me, Gary Wood. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean or wherever else you find your podcasts and do join the conversation on social media for links to other happiness-related resources. And if you've really enjoyed it, you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Skeptic's Guide. He just has to have the last word. No, I don't.